Welcome into Season 1, Episode 8 of My Turf. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall, back again. And it's good to be back, and on time this time. No bad weather this week. It's actually sunny, close to 70 degrees. I'm actually able to go golfing tomorrow um, in Enterprise, Alabama, so it's going to be awesome. Can't wait for that. Um, I haven't been golfing yet this year because it's been so cold, and you know what? It, it, none of it helps my game, though. Whether it's hot or cold, I'm just I'm pretty mediocre. Actually, I'm awful, but, you know, I'll make some really good shots that keep me going back. So I'll be able to golf more and hopefully build on some, uh, build some momentum heading into the, heading into the spring with my golf game for sure. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're not canceled. We're not planning on being canceled. We're still rolling. Um, a lot to cover. We've got the Super Bowl this weekend. We can recap, of course, the Olympics, some big stories this past week, so we're going to get into all of it. And uh, also remember, for any feedback, criticism, you know, hate mail, whatever, questions, I had a lot of them this week, remember, remember to email us at myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Again, myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Somebody said to me, look, man, we know you're holding back. You're trying to be all reserved and classy and kind and stuff. That ain't you. That ain't you at all. We know you want to attack some certain things. We know that you're holding back because it's controversial and you don't want to be canceled yourself. Now, it's not that I don't want to be canceled. It's just that I really don't know if I'm the person to be talking about it. But if you feel like I am or you feel like I should be able to give my opinion on that and uh, not be criticized, hey, I'll roll with it. I'll go with it. Not a problem. Not a problem whatsoever. If you ask, you shall receive from Ryan. Trust me. I, I just talked about myself in the third person, so I'll definitely get criticized uh, for that by my wife. But it's all good. It's all good. All right. Let's get into Ryan's recaps next segment right here. Season one, episode eight, My Turf. And we're back here on episode eight of My Turf. Remember, you've got Valentine's Day coming up in a couple days. Get your significant other something that says I love you. want to wish my own wife and daughter happy valentine's day to you both i love you so much and i got you both something else besides a shout out so you don't have to worry about that okay now let's get into ryan's recaps okay let's go ahead and start off we got some clarity today um on the situation with brian harson he is going to remain as of right now until something changes he is the university's head football coach at auburn he is going to stay there it looks like right now some awkwardness yesterday the sec coaches uh meetings with him leaving and he had to do like a lap around two vehicles to get to his, but Hey, he's going to stay as the head coach as of right now, for what we know, they inquired into the program uh, as far as treatment of players and a alleged affair with a female staff member. Looks like as right now, they couldn't find anything. He is going to stay at Auburn. Here's how it goes though. He's got to do a better job of recruiting, hire better assistants. that want to stay around for a little bit. Go ahead and throw some money at an offense coordinator. I don't know if he's if he's going to promote from within or not, but look, go get yourself an offense coordinator and uh, pay some money, man. That's what you're going to have to do. Get some great assistance and a great staff. Um, remember also, when you come into the SEC, recruiting is 365 days a year. I know you were successful at Boise State and Arkansas State. I can say from a standpoint of knowing those two programs, they were in great shape. They were in great shape before you got there. You have shown as a football coach that you can continue to sustain success. Now you've got to build this program back up in Auburn. Um, it was left in decent hands 
Gus Malzahn didn't leave it as a dumpster fire to you. Um, this was a good quality football team. You'll move on from Bo Nix. I don't know really the inside situation with that. Um, I can tell you from a standpoint of watching him play, very inconsistent. Um, he's a great athlete, great arm, but just very inconsistent in between the years on making good decisions for the football team. Going forward, you're going to have to recruit, 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 and play ball with the boosters and tell your athletic director, hey, be a better buffer between me and the boosters and play ball with them. We're going to all have to check our egos and learn this Auburn situation. Dating back to Pat Dye, uh, the head football coaches have had a lot of trouble within that university and dealing with the boosters. So, look, Brian, Brian Horson, learn from your successor's mistakes and um, keep your eye on the prize and do all you can do because this this program, that fan base, um, they deserve a they deserve a better product than they've been getting out there, man. They definitely been dealing with inconsistencies on the offensive side of the ball and been out recruited by other SEC programs. So get it going, man. Um, I know everybody's trying to <laughs> everybody's uh mixed feelings on having him back, but look, he he is the head football coach. So you got to support him. Okay, let's move on to um, Brian Flores. Um, somebody asked me, was I shocked that he didn't get the head football coaching job with Minnesota Vikings or the Houston Texans? No, I wasn't shocked. He's suing the league. I mean, you want me to practice a little tough love on him? He's suing the league. You're not going to get a job if you're suing them. And right now you have a suit and you went on TV with two lawyers. He didn't go by himself. He went with two lawyers and um, they were having to interrupt and help him out answering questions, whether that's because of legal formalities or not. He went on TV with two lawyers. So, look, you know, no, I was not surprised Brian Flores did not get a job this week. I'm sorry. I understand he's a great football coach. I think he's an outstanding defensive football coach. But you're not going to get a coaching job if you're suing the league. It's just not going to happen. All right, and the Olympics. You know, so much has been said about this the Olympics being in China and, you know, all the drama surrounding them. And, you know, you know, you know, there's just a lot of bad things going on with China right now. Let me say this, man. Let's keep it about the athletes and uh, let them compete because, you know, they're not involved with politics at all. So let's keep it about the athletes and let them compete and let's get some more gold medals. Um, we had two guys, two people, man, had outstanding weeks. Um, Nathan Chen, the figure skater, he had a record-setting short program with scoring, gets a gold medal, avenges his 2018 loss. Um, outstanding performance for him. Chloe Kim wins the snowboard half-pot gold medal. That's back-to-back in 2018. She won. She's outstanding. Sean White, oh, man, carrot top son. He's amazing. Um, last Olympics, but he he is going to not medal in the snowboard half-pot. He's finishing fourth place. So, man, a bummer for Sean White, but he's got some. He's still got some opportunities and some other, um, other things he's going to try to go out there and do and win a medal so we'll see if he can get it done i believe in him um he's the greatest of all time doing it uh still still actually competing at a high level even if you know finishing fourth place isn't the worst thing so uh we'll keep an eye on that curling hey nine to seven moved to two and one would beat great britain this this go around so keep an eye on curling because it's exciting if you don't like curling just just watch it just tell me you're not fascinated by it because i know i certainly am okay let's take a pause for the cause We've got the Super Bowl breakdown coming up. Remember, this Sunday, 5.30 NBC, great halftime show. Um, Snoop Dogg, I can't believe this. Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar. It definitely felt like it's for us. Oh, also, 
they got a great game too. Cincinnati Bengals versus the Rams too. 5.30 NBC this Sunday. Get prepared for that and get prepared for Valentine's Day as well. We'll break down the Super Bowl next here on My Turf, Episode 8. Welcome back into My Turf, Episode 8. Let's break down the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56. We played at 5.30 on NBC. Remember, halftime show is going to be exciting, but we have two great teams in this game. The uh, Los Angeles Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, the Rams are favored by four. The over-under for betting purposes is 80, uh, 48. Yeah, 48. Over-under is 48. So that's the two teams combined score is what they think it's going to be above or below. So a lot of people are taking the over and are the consensus is right now more people are betting on the Rams favored by four. So uh, that's a little betting tidbit for you. I think it's going to be a close game. Um, we can kind of go over these players. If you're not the most informed NFL fan, I got you covered. You've come to the right place because a lot of people are watching this game for the halftime show and the commercials and the camaraderie and fellowship of watching it with loved ones. That's what this game is all about. It's one of the most electrifying sports events um, in the history of mankind. I don't say that lightly. I really, this is a big deal. The, the Super Bowl is huge. Um, brings everybody together, I feel like. So let's talk about these teams then to give you some um, give you some talking points while you're watching the game, something to watch out for. The Rams, of course, on offense are led by quarterback Matthew Stafford. They traded a King's Ransom to the Detroit Lions to get him. They have an outstanding trio of running backs and Cam Akers, um, who was a second-round pick out of Florida State the year before. They have Sony Michelle, who's a former number one uh, number one pick from the uh, Patriots. They traded to get him. And they have Daryl Henderson. I believe Daryl was a third-round pick out of Memphis, but um, he he's an outstanding running back as well. Kind of carried the torch while Cam Akers was hurt, and then um, they traded for Michelle to add some depth and helping out help him out. He had some hip injuries throughout the season. They have the best wide receiver in the game right now, Cooper Cup. He's the triple crown winner in stats, receiving uh, receptions, receiving yards, and reception touchdowns. He's a monster, man, the offensive player of the year. He's got Odell Belkin Jr. on the other side who who's filled in very well. Um, he was glad to get out of Cleveland. Robert Woods, their star wide receiver, got hurt. OBJ comes over. They're, they're not missing a beat. They've got an outstanding third wide receiver who lines up in the slot in Van Jefferson. He's an amazing deep threat. An outstanding tight end, in my belief, um, Tyler Higby. Sometimes the numbers don't always show, but this guy's very effective. He, he catches the ball, and he blocks very well. On the defensive side of the ball for the Rams, they have one of the best. Um, it's a top three defense, especially in sacks. They have Aaron Donald, one of the best defensive tackles to ever do it. Next to him is Ashawn Robinson, the All-American out of Alabama. Vaughn Miller on the outside, and Leonard Floyd, plus cornerback Jalen Ramsey. Taylor Rapp is an outstanding safety. Eric Weddle is coming to the fold and really anchored this defense well on the back end. Um, they're an outstanding front. They struggle. Their linebacking core is not the best, but they're great up front, and they have an outstanding secondary, and they're led with um, defensive coordinator Raheem Morris, um, who's one of those guys who definitely should be getting a head coaching job uh, in the near future. Off offensively and their head coach, he runs it. Sean McVay is one of the best innovative minds on in the offense. It's going to be uh, motion kind of what's – West Coast offense, and they love to run the football. So they've moved the ball very successful all year long, by the way. This is the sixth-ranked offense 
um, with points in the seventh-ranked offense with yards per game. So this Rams offense is really good. They're very prolific. They Stafford Stafford really is a, is a great field general. He makes all the big-time throws. Um, he can lean on that running game as well, and he's got Cooper Cup. So look out, man. They can score. They can score in a hurry, but their main thing is they want to do ball control and keep you off balance. Okay, let's move over to Cincinnati. Cincinnati led by quarterback Joe Burrows in his second year. He's the NFL comeback player of the year. Last year he got hurt um, when he was off to a great start in his rookie campaign. He's an outstanding player. He's got a national championship. He's got the swag. Man, he's he's an outstanding player that you just fun to watch because he can sit back in the pocket. He's got a ton of poise. He's athletic and can make big-time plays down the field. He has an outstanding running back in Joe Mixon, a great wide receiver in Jamar Chase. T. Higgins as well, and Tyler Boyd. The only problem with them is has been their offensive line. They've been um they've been picked on a little bit this year and been criticized, but this offense is ranked eighth in the NFL, 26.6 points per, per game. They're 14th in yards per game, 357.9. They've got to get this offensive line in check, get them ready, because they're going to have their hands full. And I'll go over that in a second. Defensively. They're 13th in the NFL, 21.8 points per game allowed. Um, Yards per game, they're 20th and 353.9. They are a bend-it-don't-break defense. Trey Hendrickson and DJ Reader lead them up front. They have an outstanding linebacking core with Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson. Have an outstanding cornerback in Shadobi Awuzi. I hope I said that correctly. Uh, Two outstanding safeties, Vaughn Bell, Jesse Bates. These guys are tremendous. Mike Hilton's another good cornerback for them, so watch out. They acquired him um, from the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, so they have a good they have a good group as well. And they are really just a bend it don't break a guy. They don't have the names or the flash on either side of the ball that the Rams have. But man, this is a team that's gritty. They're blue collar man. They have an out, they have a quarterback that leads them, and their their third year head coach was the quarterback coach for Sean McVay back in the day. So these two coaches. You know each other's too, but Zach Taylor runs a different kind of system. Um, he likes to take a lot more shots th- down the field and, and pass a little bit more. So that's what you need to – there are some players that you need to pay attention to in the matchups. The biggest impact – well, what I think is going to decide this game that you need to pay attention to is the Rams' defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line. Can – if they create havoc for Joe Burrow, well, he's got to be running for his life. It's going to be hard because on the back end, um, Poole and and Jalen Ramsey are just outstanding corners, and they've got outstanding safeties as well. So Joe Joe Burrow's got to have time. They got to keep him upright enough so where he can he can show that pot that pocket presence and that moxie and um, have you know throw throw on time and accurate balls to Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd and T Higgins and the boys. If they can do that. They give themselves a great chance to win. But I would take, uh, I'm going to take the Rams in this game. My prediction, Rams 28, Bengals 23. Now that I'm picking them, uh, yeah, the Bengals are probably going to win like 27 to 24. But um, they both teams have outstanding kickers. Evan McPherson, man, he's he's been great in the playoffs, especially for the Rams. Matt Gay is an outstanding kicker for him. Uh it's 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 going to be an exciting game. I think it's going to be a close game. These two teams, they can move the ball effectively, I feel like, and it's just going to come down to 
who makes the less mistakes. Obviously, that's that's the talking point. That, but that really is the substance because Joe Burrow he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He's very clean. Um, he he assesses risk very intelligently, but but he'll he'll take his shots. Matthew Stafford he's been playing lights out, man. Um, but one thing you got to remember about Matthew Stafford he is going to make some kind of bonehead decision where he thinks he can make the throw and fit it in there. And you're going to be like, what did he just do? Um, and, you know, that happens, of course, and throughout the course of a game and stuff. But it really happens to him a lot. That's kind of been the, the knock on him in his career. But and he's playing at a high level. Both quarterbacks playing at a high level. It's a great it's a great storyline of a game, man. I can't wait to watch it. Sunday, 5.30, NBC. Remember, the halftime show is Dr. Dre. <sighs> Love his headphones, too. Snoop Dogg. He goes by Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion sometimes. It doesn't matter. He's amazing. He's a legend. You got Eminem, one of the greatest rappers of all times um, as well. Love his movie, you know, 8 Mile as well. Uh, Mary J. Blige and, of course, Kendrick Lamar for the younger folks. He's he's a great rapper as well. So outstanding lineup for the halftime show. Outstanding lineup in these games. It's going to be amazing. Tune in Sunday, 530. Have an outstanding time with your friends and family. And, uh, yeah, pretty long segment. We're going to have a longer show for sure. But uh, let's pause for the cause and let's uh, do our closing segment after this. Welcome back into My Turf, Episode 8, Final Segment. Let's close it out strong. I got some great questions that uh, you can email me, of course, at for positive feedback, questions, inside anything, hate mail. I'm good with it, like I've said earlier. MyTurfPodcast at gmail.com. Again, MyTurfPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so um, first question comes from my mom. Thank you, mom. Love you. Happy Valentine's Day as well. Uh, mom asked, my thoughts on the uh, new football name for the uh, Washington football team, the Commanders. I thought it was kind of lame. I guess they're paying homage. Um to the Washington, like the Washington Nationals and Washington Capitals do for the D.C. area, but I thought it was lame. Uh, they're keeping the same colors. I think they're incorporating more black, actually, into the, the maroon and yellow. Um, it's a great storied franchise, but uh, yeah, I, I thought it was lame. So, yeah, Washington Commanders. I, I don't know. Could have done something more new age, I guess, is what I thought. All right, let's, let's move on to the next question. It comes from DB. I've heard you talk UFC before. What are your thoughts on Saturday's UFC 271. Um, well, yeah, so that's a great matchup. It's the second matchup between the two guys. It's uh, the 185-pound middleweight championship in the UFC. Uh, one of the most exciting fighters uh, in the organization right now is, is um, Israel Adesanya. He's taken on Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker. Both are uh, Robert Whitaker's a former champ. The first fight was uh, won by Israel. He won by a second-round KO. So this, I think... Um, Robert Whitaker makes some, makes some adjustments. He learns from his mistakes on overextending because Adesanya is one of the best strikers you will ever see. He's funky, by the way. It's such a cool, it's got such a cool name. It's called the Last Style Bender. Man, he's cool. Um, he's very precise with his strikes. He keeps it very funky, innovative, uh, throws you off. Got great kicks, but he's also got some pop in those hands as well. Last time he kind of caught Whitaker overextending and countered him really well. So I'm going to say Adesanya wins by by decision in this one. I think um, I think Whitaker tries to make it an ugly fight, learns from his mistakes, tries to take him to the ground, 
does enough of it to um keep himself in it but and not get caught but uh yeah i'm gonna get adesanya the win by unanimous decision but don't be uh don't be shocked if he wins uh but adesanya wins by first round ko or something all right mitchell asks what is your favorite football movie uh favorite football movie um i'm gonna go the pro theme here i'm gonna go any given sunday if you've never seen it it's great it's one of the best uh al pacino plays the head coach yeah Jamie Foxx says, uh, steaming, Willie Beeman. Um, not a great singer, by the way. I get it. Um, he's the he's the quarterback. You got Cap Rooney, played by uh, Dennis Quaid. He's the old school quarterback and the leader of the team that's kind of fading out. You've got Lawrence Taylor, who's the star linebacker. Jim Brown's an assistant coach. Um, he's one of the greatest running backs of all time, plays as an assistant coach. It's, he's cool. Cameron Diaz is the owner. So it's, it's got a lot of stars in this, and it's, it's a great movie, man. It's a really, really cool movie. Um, here's a great movie, though. Never a great pro football movie. Um, North Dallas 40. Nick Nick Nolte's the star in it. He's the star wide receiver. Mac Davis, who's a country star, plays the quarterback. Um, it's a look into the past and kind of what all went on back in the 70s and 80s in pro football. So cool movie. Check it out. North Dallas 40. Your parents probably have seen it, but check it out with them. It's a good it's a good kind of timeless flick, in my opinion. All right, next question. Ashton, she asked, um, or he, uh, thoughts on cancel culture affecting sports? Hmm. Well, uh, hmm. It's affecting sports, obviously. You got to be careful what you say, but um, the cancel culture king has been Aaron Rodgers, and he just won his second MVP consecutively uh, in the NFL. So it's affecting sports. You got to be careful obviously on what you say but um not as much i think uh if he's still winning the mvp so uh yeah got to get that in there too congratulations there rogers please come back by the way aaron please please don't leave the packers yet um (laughs) uh, but let me say this just remember there's an old saying when you're trying to make everyone happy you make no one happy and that's basically basically what cancer culture is don't apologize if you really believe in it stick to your guns show some guts but do it with class and intelligence. That's what, that's all I would say. Um, sometimes you're going to hurt people's feelings. That's all it's about. Just present facts. That's all I can do. Um, Ryan, um, how do you like to address a debate? Um, that's by Timmy. Um, let me say this. I try not to get emotional if I have a sports debate. Yell or mad. Get, you know, yell or, or get mad. I just try to um, keep it as... Uh, calm as possible some people uh they think if you get emotional yell or mad uh you win a debate like by doing that no it just means you're confrontational and you had to psych yourself up for what you believe is true so that's how i address the debate stay cool calm and collected and present facts as much as possible uh and i do love a good mic drop factor as well so uh yeah that's how i try to address the debate thank you so much for all your questions remember you can email us at my turf podcast at gmail.com and that's for questions input constructive criticism we're all good with it man a couple things to watch out for espn is starting to put out some 30 for 30s and um hope you watch the tough rule with tom brady and charles woodson that was a really cool one it just got put out there and they're doing one on uh they're doing a six part one i think on Derek jeter called the captain so look out for that because i think that's going to be a great one Well, that's a wrap. Episode 8, My Turf. Remember, you can listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. 
You, of course, can email us at myturfpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, you've got the Super Bowl coming up Sunday. You still have the Olympics going on. Watch out. Women's hockey, curling, it's all dangerous, man. It's all deadly. When I, when I say it's all deadly, it's because it's all interesting and so cool to uh, to entertain you. So um, thank you for tuning in again. My turf, we wouldn't be here without you. Have a great weekend and enjoy the Super Bowl, everybody.